Welcome to the Bluff Finance Podcast. I'm Eric Baskin, your host, and today we are going to talk about Fitch's downgrade of U.S. debt that just occurred last week and has been all over the news. I just wanted to have a quick episode on this because it is something that people are talking about quite a bit right now, and you're going to see quite a bit of buzz about this in the news and lots of articles that are fear-mongering and talking about what this might mean for you or your retirement savings. So in case you missed it, Fitch downgraded the rating of U.S. debt from AAA to AA+. So what does that mean? Well, just to give a little bit of context, there are three main credit rating agencies. They are Standard & Poor's, Moody, and Fitch. So just to give some history as well, Standard & Poor's downgraded U.S. credit from AAA to AA+, back on August 5th, 2011. The S&P 500 is up 233% since then. Warren Buffett also came out and said last week, quote, there are some things people shouldn't worry about. This is one. So Warren's not very worried about this downgrade, and I don't believe that you should be either. So not only do we have a history of another credit rating agency downgrading U.S. credit, But we also have Warren Buffett, arguably the greatest investor in the history of the world, saying this is something you should probably just ignore. I tend to agree with Warren for a few more reasons than that. So ultimately, the world still views the U.S. debt as a very safe asset. We could see that last week, global stock markets and bond markets largely shook off the news. On the day of the news, there was a little bit of a decrease in the bond market and the stock market, but the next day it was relatively flat again. We can look back at history in politics in the United States and see that politicians are much more interested in using the debt ceiling as a charade against their counterparts in the Republican or Democrat Party to get what they want in these bills. They're much more interested in that than they are actually letting the U.S. default on their debt. We have raised the debt ceiling. 79 times since 1960. So when we saw the debt ceiling a couple months ago coming to a standstill, we raised it at the last minute, just like pretty much everyone knew we would. So I think looking back, we can see that this debt ceiling and the U.S. debt, although is a bigger problem, I'm not downplaying that, but we do have to rationalize what U.S. debt is and what it isn't. It is regarded by the world for many reasons as a safe haven asset. That hasn't changed as of last week. There's many reasons behind that. Uh, A lot of it has to do with our geographical location, our military, and our economic power in the world. But the important thing is to look at it is that the world is extremely interconnected. And if U.S. debt was truly an issue, I believe it would spell trouble for the entire world economy and there would be no safe haven. For example, you would not go sell out of all of your U.S. treasuries or U.S. bonds and stocks and go invest all of your money in China. The world is extremely, extremely interconnected and one downgrade of one agency from AAA to AA plus doesn't necessarily mean anything in the long term. So I'm not downplaying the issue as a whole, but I'm downplaying this specific 
downgrade and all of the buzz and news that is coming out from it. I'm looking at the world credit rating for each country and ranked by total rating. So Trading Economics has a very good resource on this. I'll put it in the show notes. But they combine Standard & Poor's, Moody's, and Fitch into total rating out of 100 for the credit rating of the debt of tons of countries. It looks like basically every country in the world. And I'll just read off kind of in order the top countries that have the most trustworthy debt. Australia, Canada, Denmark, Germany, Liechtenstein, Luxembourg, Netherlands, Switzerland, Norway, Sweden, European Union, okay, so it's most of those countries, Singapore, the United States. That's even after the downgrade. So most of those countries that I listed are 100. The United States is a 98. So, so you can see that most of those countries are our allies. They're our trading partners. They rely on us for military power. So to think that because our debt is now apparently a little bit riskier, to think that we are all of a sudden in financial catastrophe when these countries still rely on us as an economic and military power. You have to just think about that. We're all so interconnected that just because we have a little bit of a debt and probably a politics problem, that does not necessarily mean that we are in financial meltdown. So taking kind of a global look at this and a long-term view, there, there may be bigger things going on. There may be things that are unfolding over decades. But to look at our debt and just decide last week here in late July or August of 2023 that we are all of a sudden in a terrible financial situation that we weren't in you know, a year ago or six months ago is, I think, very short-sighted. And taking any financial moves, whether it's pulling all your money out of stocks, pulling all your money out of bonds, making moves based on this news or any other short-term news is ill-advised based on data. So I think that we have to look at this debt downgrade and put it in its place in perspective, have that long-term view on it so that we can make the best decisions for us and not worry about short-term news that is designed to get you to watch these TV channels or click on these articles that drive revenue to these news channels. So that's all I have today. I just wanted to quickly go through that, my thinking on that, the downgrade of U.S. debt, what it is, what it isn't, and how to kind of take a more global long-term view of this and put it in its place. Thank you so much for listening and being here. I would really appreciate it if you would share this with a friend, if you thought that this was helpful, rate and review if you're on Apple or Spotify. And now on my website, I do have the ultimate military and veteran financial checklist. This is the same checklist that I use in the Bluff Finance membership, as well as with my clients in my financial planning firm. So it gives you the framework of exactly what you need to be doing to manage your finances. It's seven pages. I tried to put as much value as I could into that. So go download that for free uh, on my website and we'll be back next week with another episode. Thank you.